You are now entering the world of Blissful Living, broadcasting around the globe and on the Blissful Living Network with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you lacking energy, clarity, and that sense of true well-being? Are you overworked, underpaid, and know that you deserve more in life? You are not alone. Improve your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living, the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Blissful Living podcast. I am the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, and I have a wonderful show in store for you. The topic of our show is living when the pressure is on. So I hope that piques your curiosity. And I'm going to tell you right now, as I always start the show off, First of all, if you like the show, please subscribe to the show and please share it with everyone you love and care about, Um, because the more we can get the words of wisdom and the nuggets of gold that my guests share out into the world, so to speak, the quicker we can do things to make our lives better and to make the world a better place. So if you like the show, please subscribe and share the show. Subscribing allows you to get advanced notification of the show and the guests and topic we're going to be discussing on the show. And the other thing is, as you all know, I'd like you to find a place where you can take a few moments for yourself, get something to write with, piece of paper, pen, pencil, whatever, your favorite beverage. Tell your family to give you a few moments so that you can just restore yourself so that you can be better for them after you've had your little time to yourself. And um, that way you'll be able to capture, again, the nuggets of gold that the guest is going to share, particularly living when the pressure is on. So while you're doing that, let me take care of some business. I want to thank our sponsors, Blissful Living for You at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter you.com. If you are looking to improve, balance, harmonize your wellness, your wisdom, and your wealth while being that bold and unstoppable woman or man, then you definitely want to check out Blissful Living for You. That is what they specialize in, wellness, wisdom, and wealth, as well as supporting women around the world with the Brave, Bold, and Unstoppable Women's Summits happening in cities throughout the U.S. later this year. So go to the site, check out their events, check out what they have, get the free gifts, and allow some of this to enhance and elevate your life so that you can have more balance, harmony, and flow as you go throughout your powerful, positive, beautiful day. And you can check them out at Blissful Living for you. Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com. The next sponsor is All Day Cable Incorporated. It is the premier telecommunications installation company, woman-owned, minority-owned, probably the first company in the United States in that arena. They've been in business since 1989, and they specialize in network distribution, a.k.a. voice data, fiber optic cable installation, all your network distribution, your backbones that allow you to make that right connection with your customers the first time. If you need audio, video, speaker, monitor, anything that encompasses telecommunications, you definitely want to check out All Day Cable Inc., a company that is Again, a woman-owned minority business and a top 50 woman-owned business. But not only that, they've survived every economy we've had since 1989. So I think they're pretty special and they definitely have the skills and the knowledge to help you be the best you can be for your customers when it comes to telecommunications. You can check them out at all day cable, I-N, 
www.thebrandmc.com. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. Now, I did say our topic that we're going to be discussing is living when the pressure is on. And our guest today is Suzanne Nadell. She is an influential media professional who has a significant, let me start that all over. Suzanne Nadell is an influential media professional who has made a significant impact on the industry. Recognized as one of Georgia's 100 most influential people in 2022, she empowers working women through speaking engagements and a weekly blog. Suzanne is also an author with an upcoming book soon to be published. Her impressive career includes notables, notable roles as news director at KOKI in Tulsa and WPXI in Pittsburgh, where she achieved remarkable ratings success. Currently serving as the news director of WSB. TV. She has led the station to dominate the local ratings and win multiple awards. Mm, check this out now. Suzanne's dedication extends to her family, community, and making her a respected figure in both personal and professional realms. So without further ado or waiting, Suzanne, welcome to Blissful Living. How are you? Hello, I am great. Thank you for the intro. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. It's wonderful to have you. It's, um, in fact, I don't think I've ever, ever had like an official like news director. I mean, that's like, you know, a powerful position. I'm trying to think if I had anybody from like the news like that. I don't think so. And I've been doing the show since 2011. So bam, girl, I'm going to say you get the <laughs> orange award for today because Yay! you are my first. And, you know, we like to like really just celebrate the first and, you know, everything in between. So definitely thank you for being a guest on the show and thank you for saying yes. I want to jump into this topic because as a woman and the type of woman that I am, um, living with when the pressure is on can be quite challenging and it actually can cause a lot of problems if you don't know how to handle things in the most appropriate way. And so I want to, I want you to give us an example of a particularly challenging situation you faced during the COVID-19 pandemic and how you managed to navigate through that. Yeah, and that's when I first really started taking a deep dive into this subject, because working in news for more than 25 years, I've always been exposed to pressure. And I'm obviously like a deadline-oriented person. I'm an adrenaline junkie. It was fine. I mean, I've had health challenges, like pressure and deadlines and all of those things, they were not strange to, they were not foreign to me. In fact, like I always looked at them as something that fueled me. What happened to many of us during COVID is our lines got blurred, right? And it didn't end, right? And it like hasn't stopped ending. So what I discovered in COVID, so in March, like many of you all, you know, newsrooms, most of the newsrooms went home. We kept bare minimum. I, because of some health challenges, my home office became like my working news director's office. And, you know, as the news director, I'm in charge of all editorial content. I'm in charge of 
driving the newsroom. We were trying to figure out how to do news remotely, all of those kinds of things. And while I loved being at home with my husband and son, that was my son home during the day. Like one of my biggest things, one of the biggest drawbacks for my career is the fact that a good day for me is a 10 hour day. It's like, what? I'm here with everyone. We're all here together. It's great, right? And about three weeks into it, I said to, I said to the people above me, I said, I feel like I am in a TV control room as the main line producer, which is the producer making the calls for 10 hours a day, nonstop. Like it is that level of pressure. And I realized for me, what I experienced was my lines got blurred more, you know, that Atlanta commute time that is so infamous. I just came into my office at 8am instead of getting in my car. And at 7.30 at night, my husband was bringing dinner up to my to my office instead of me leaving for work. And it kept going and going and going until I look back like a year and a half later. And it's like, what? I've been, I've been losing my hair. What? And like, you know, I had a moment where I'm like, you know, just cra- I remember sitting in, I remember sitting in my kitchen with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because I made one for my son. And I just I gave him his and I sat there and I'm like sobbing, just eating my peanut butter sandwich because I couldn't keep it inside anymore. Right. And we had all been like just trying to keep it together and keep it inside. But it was starting to come out in different ways. And we needed to address it. Because it was just so much. And I, I I don't think news is the only thing. I think it started in 2020. And I don't think the pressure's let up. Like, it's always on. It's continued. Right. And now right. we're trying to figure out how to sustain. Like, how is it we're really supposed to be living? And how do we sustain in a healthy way? Wow. It's, you know, it's really interesting. So um, one of my... I want to say my background um, involves emergency room trauma, nursing, medicine. I'm an RN, and that was my specialty, um, and I absolutely loved it. And there's no more, there's nothing, I think, as pressured as being in a situation where, you know, someone's life is on the line, so to speak. And um, people used to ask me if I would get stressed, and I would be like, no, I I wouldn't get stressed. And they're like, well, how did you deal with it? And I said, well, I just kind of compartmentalized whatever I was dealing with at that moment in time. Now I may have had five people having heart attacks at the same time, but the most critical person was what I focused on. And by doing that, it freed me up and gave me space to take care of the others as they needed to be taken care of as well. And then I would leave out the morning and go home and wouldn't think nothing about it till the next shift. But it really is an interesting didactic when I look at back now, it's like, well, why didn't, why didn't I feel pressure? You know, why? And I think with COVID and the whole COVID-19, it was such a global thing. And everybody at first was joyous to be at home working until, like you said, the lines became blurred and pretty soon you're working from 12, from 7 a.m. to midnight, you know, and you're not really realizing it because everything was happening all at once and everything needed to be done. And in your particular job, you really had, you know, deadline pressures because everything was about COVID and the reporting. And, you know, there's some other stuff in there too, but you really had that pressure to make sure you got those stories out that were in alignment with it, with what the higher ups wanted to have viewed. So, you know, great story about the peanut butter sandwich, because I think it's those little moments that we have like that that pulls us away from all the other stuff 
and we get to focus on this moment of wow look at what's happening to my life and it's 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 it can be quite traumatizing for for us you know i want to ask you this with the adjustment of you know having to work from home and still maintain that top quality that top you know accoladic uh work that you you're so used to putting out and that the public is used to seeing you put out what did you do once you had that moment with the peanut butter sandwich that bought everything back into a semblance of balance for you one thing that I look back and I think I was probably better at through the height of the pandemic and through that year better than any point in my life. And I'm not bad about this overall, but I was very good moving forward with two things, two things. First, connecting with other women. Mm. And I had a group of friends who were not related to my work and we were like in kind of a discipleship journey and we were in 2020 was at the height of it. And we had some zoom calls. And I think throughout that year, nearly all of us broke down at one point or the other and having those women and some of the women who were in that group say it was like a group that restored their, you know, belief in female and in, in female friendships. Um, it was just an amazing group of non-judgmental women who were all high achievers in different ways but not associated with our current day jobs with each other. And it just gave us a great safe space and staying tight. I'm not sure how I would have stayed tight with 20, you know, through 2020 without them. The second thing is just quiet time and whatever that is for you, meditation, prayer, reading, journaling, thankfulness. I was so because I literally didn't have to get out of my pajamas on the weekends. I was able and I didn't have to cart my child around. The one thing that was amazing is I had chunks of time where I could dive in and just feed my soul where my Mm -hmm. soul needed to be fed. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, it's kind of when that's when I started cultivating the idea for my book and doing that. And for, for where I live, it like 2020 was the start. 2021 was a real rough year um, at my workplace for other reasons. And I don't think I could have gotten through 2021 without that project. You know, we still weren't traveling a lot. So what did I do on my vacations? Like we went to go see my mother-in-law. So in her spare bedroom, I wrote half of a book in her spare bedroom on a vacation. And it just, it gave me something else. And I'm obviously being in news. I'm a, you know, I, I always have to say my one defender of journalism things like I am in it in most journalists. I know we are in it because it is a service profession. We believe right. in, in, in truth and being a voice for the voiceless and giving that life-saving information. And it was another outlet of like serving and helping other people. They gave me a break. You know, I mean, I'm the boss of a newsroom when we've got digital. And if I'm, if I stay unchecked, I am on my phone, checking my email, checking everything all the time. But when I had something else, it's made me better 
because it forces me to not just be invested in my job. It gives me something else to achieve that keeps me in balance. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love how you broke it into two things and particularly just having that time to really care for yourself. I think so often we get busy with living life or I should say doing life, right? Not really living it, but doing it that we often forget to do the most most important aspect of our life, which is ourselves. And having that time to journal or meditate or take a bath or, you know, write half a book in your mother-in-law's spare bedroom. I mean, it, 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 you know, it's that stuff that sometimes we just discount as not important or beneficial, which can be the most beneficial things that we do for ourselves. And so any ladies or gentlemen watching this, if you have those moments and something is pushing you to do it and you keep squashing them away, take the moment and do whatever it is pushing you to do just for a little while. And I guarantee, I guarantee, and I know Suzanne does too, that you will feel so much better. So now living when the pressure is on, and I'm here, I have this vision of the, I'm thinking of Lou Grant. Oh, I'm really dating myself. Mary Tyler Moore really dated myself, but you know how they would show this shows and everybody's so busy and there's so much going on. And and I know through chaos, Uh, COVID, it was chaotic, chaotic. In what ways have you had to adapt your approach to managing your work and those that are, I want to say that you're in charge of or responsible for and, uh, and the personal and your personal life in order to cope with the pressures of the past few years? And particularly, I want to say, since you mentioned 2021, which was a hard year, I think, for a lot of people, particularly during that year, because I think that we were in the heart and soul and midst of COVID and it, and it was just going rampant. I know you had Delta like come up and it was, you know, it was like we thought we were coming out of it. And then you had the Delta strain and it was separating people. And it was kind of like we were in the in-between world. And I found the in-between world harder to navigate. Um, but what we've mm. also had to figure out a bit. Um you know, when we all first, like, you know, in mid-March 2020, it was like all or nothing and everyone was out and there was a level of expectation. Then people wanted the normalcy. And I think one thing that I had to realize in managing people and and constantly reminding yourself is that everyone's in a different place. Everyone's in a different place with their comfort level. Everyone's in a different place of what they think about should and shouldn't be done and managing and dealing with people and cross generations, that is always that is always a challenge that you have to remember and address and just get feedback from other folks. One of the things that I've struggled with ever since I became a, a manager was I think people want me to have the answer first. And that's mm. putting a lot of pressure on yourself, right? Right. People right. don't expect you to always. And in fact, they think less of you if you're always the answer person. And I've had great mentors that are like, slow down and get the feedback from others here, get the best ideas. And I still maintain our best workplace solutions that we have figured out in our newsroom that have been like long-term were the ideas and solutions created by the workforce, not a manager. And Mm. then there's also, you know, there's that level of trust But I think probably the most challenging thing is, and I think every industry feels this, probably healthcare and everything, is that managing a changing workforce and a changing way to do things, if you're a leader or manager, it's not an easy thing to do. 
And there's not an abundance of leaders and good managers falling off trees anywhere. And you have to, you have to set a level of expectations and all of those kinds of things. And I think a lot of people give up on flexibility because it's not managed well, because it's not the easiest way to manage. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It makes, it makes total sense. It makes total sense. Uh, Yeah. I like that, you know, flexibility is not the easiest thing to manage. And I, I think sometimes we think flexibility is really easy, but it can be very difficult because the outcome is not always what you expect because it's flexibility, right? So uh, just beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Now, have you noticed any specific skills or qualities that you know are important for people to have when they're living, you know, when the pressure is on? Anything, anything that you notice that are important for people to have and what they should do to, I want to say, massage and harness those aspects. Emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence. You know, we're coming off of two and a half years of all of us living in our stress behaviors. And most of us, our stress behaviors are not our best stress behavior or not our best behaviors. It's not optimum. So I still, if there is a single book I give out more than anything, it's books I have on emotional intelligence And if there's anything I've got to keep myself in check as a very emotive person myself, it's my reacting. It's my, instead of, it's, it's how I'm reacting instead of responding. And, you know, one thing that we did with my news managers, I had a lot of management shifts, you know, during all of this, it's about learning each other. It's about learning yourself and learning others. And, you know, a year ago, I think a year ago this week, uh, we ended up putting all of my, we, we all did our Berkman's, all of the managers, you know, on my team and just learned. And it became a thing that we know it's like, oh, Suzanne's in bloom mode right now. You know, when she's in her optimum, she is like a green, um, but she needs to be left alone a little, like give her her space. And it became kind of like, who are all the reds? Who are all the, you know, this, <laughs> for this of y'all know the Berkman's like, you know, different colors than what you are. But it was, it was some real aha moments where it's like, I'm the leader but I demand the least amount of authority of my team. And sometimes like my team was like in their stress behavior, they're like, she's not connected when I'm just like, absolutely. Okay. With giving them the leeway to do it. I'm like, Uh I respect you to do it. You don't need me to do it for you. And they're like, Oh, that's what you're doing. But they were all like in a different level of communication. And that takes time. That takes time to learn yourself that takes commitment. That's the hardest part. And then it takes time to really understand others and how you interact with the others. I think coming out of this time of stress and as it continues, stress behaviors, like it's just, it's, it's interesting in how when people, when you see people come out of their stress behaviors, like, oh, they're a different person. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, and it's like, let's just, I said, said to someone at work once, like, let's just be honest you've not been in your best place. I've not been in my best place. None of us have been in our best place for a while and work through that. And that, and that takes, that takes, that takes time. That takes work. That takes personal work. And I must definitely say it takes emotional intelligence, you know, to even admit the fact that you're not, you haven't been in your best place or you've been triggered and you've been harboring that trigger, you know, um, 
that, yeah, that definitely takes emotional intelligence. You know, that's the big two words that's been running the theme lately is emotional intelligence, because I think COVID-19 brought out a lot of stuff for us to deal with, not just the the illness and, and the death and dying from COVID-19, but all the other stuff that was packed onto that, that we had to deal with, that we had to see and actually process and understand or at least attempt to be empathetic and understand other people's point of view, where other people are coming from, vice versa. Um, I think it takes a few, a few very emotionally intelligent aspects to to be able to handle that successfully, gracefully, I want to say. I want to ask you this now. Um, how do you foster? Because I think one of the things COVID-19 also taught us is this, and I want to see how you will share with your your knowledge and, and your experience with this, but how do you foster a sense of resilience and growth when in yourself, even though you're facing ongoing challenges and, and there's still uncertainty, how do you develop that and how do you hold on to it and not let that go? So for me, resilience is always remembering that it's bigger than just me. If everything was just about me, I wouldn't be resilient. But really in realizing that I believe I've got a personal mission and purpose to serve others and reach others and love others. And I believe others, you know, have those things too. And, 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 and they do that in different ways. I think that, you know, for a newsroom, what fosters the resilience is, is the fact that, you know, we're helping others. Um, so whatever it is, if you, I believe if you haven't figured out what your purpose is in life, you're not going to be resilient um, because that's what drives you, you know, mm -hmm. that's what keeps you going. You know, when it came time for me to write my book and start doing things like this and, and speak to people on all my social media platforms, I'll, I tell people the driver is, I mean, I've had cancer three times. I had Hodgkin's lymphoma in my thirties. I had breast cancer in my early forties. I had a, a, a skin cancer on my nose um, at the same time. So two, it, it depends if you want to count the skin cancer or not, technically three times. Um, and when COVID hit and I saw everything happening, I had a moment and I said, if I received a cancer diagnosis again, what is it that I would regret doing? If I finally had a like, okay, this time we didn't catch it early this time, or, you know, your breast cancer is back and you're stage four what would I regret doing? And it's those nudges and those things. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm actually called to do it. And I'm not going to get to the point where whether it be COVID or another cancer diagnosis or whatever it may be, if it's in the next five years or in the next 50, I don't want to, I don't want to live with that. I wish I did that. I, I well, you know, could I, could I have given it a go? And um, I think perspective gives you resilience. And I think pur purpose gives you resilience. Oops, I lost, I think you're muted. Res I'd love that, Resil I don't know. Resilience, um, you know, it, it, it's one of the things I think that women, very strong women, um, have and they exude when they don't even realize they're exuding it. It's almost like how we breathe. We don't always realize we're breathing 
until we can't or we're struggling, right? Or we're short of breath because we're exercising our fannies off or something like that. But um, I think resilience, most women have resilience and most men, I think, rely upon their strong support system, whether it's a mom, a sister, a wife, a girlfriend, or you know, a friend or whatever. They rely on us to provide them that because they're not always as resilient. And I think also resiliency ebbs and flows with that flexibility. You know, we're we we're pliable and we're flexible, and and most of the time we can get through some of the most heinous challenges that you know a man would fall hard on, particularly something like having a baby, you know, having a baby yeah. during COVID and then trying to be at home and work and take it into newborn and all that stuff, you know, that takes resilience and emotional intelligence and all the things that we've been talking about, because that is living in pressure. And so before we close out, I want to say is if there was one thing that you can say to someone listening to us, have this conversation or watching us um, with regards to living when the pressure is on, what would you say to them just to help them know that it's going to be okay? You are resilient more than you think. You're more resilient than you think. Oh, You've made it through before. You're going to make it through again. And don't lose sight on what your prize is. Mm. Is, it is it the time with your family? Is it what you're called to do? but don't lose sight of what your purpose is and why you think you're here and what you're supposed to be doing. Oh, I love that. I love that. There you have it, everyone. Our phenomenal, or my phenomenal guest, yours too, because if you're listening and watching it, it's our phenomenal guest, um, Suzanne Nadal. And I thank you, Suzanne, for being a guest on the Blissful Living Podcast. It's amazing. I love talking about this stuff because I think the more we can get information and nuggets of gold that you dropped for the listeners, um, the better we might make somebody's life just a little bit better. And we never know who our words have, how our words have impact that actually changes people's lives for the better. So thank you for what you're doing here. Thank you for what you're doing in the newsroom, because I know everything ain't pleasant. And, um, and then thank you, of course, you know, just for being that woman that's willing to talk about resiliency and living when the pressure is on and how we can ebb and flow and we don't have to let it kill us. Right. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank our guest. Um, I already get thanks Suzanne, but I want to thank her again. What the heck is my show? I can thank her as many times as I want to, but I also want to thank you viewers and listeners because without you, the show would not be possible again. Please share the show. Suzanne, if somebody wanted to reach out and find out how they could get the book when you release it or how they can stay in contact with you, how do they do that? Yes. So check out my website and you can sign up for my weekly newsletter that has my blog at SuzanneNadel.com, SuzanneNadel.com. And then you can also follow me on Instagram at SuzNadel. I do um, a chat usually on my back deck every night. It always ties into what the weekly blog post is about. Uh, and if you sign up for the newsletter, you do get exclusive bonus material every week that goes along with the, what the blog post is. So SuzanneNadel.com and on Insta at SuzNadel. I love it. So there you have it. Now you can stay connected with Suzanne. Make sure you do make that a point. If she resonated with you and she touched something in you, then please, please reach out, stay in contact. That's how we enable ourselves to be better so we can do better. 
Thank you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24-7 on BlissfulLivingForYou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.